Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Podcast Assemble, a show where you come for your regular geeky download. My name's Tommy, and I'm delighted, as always, to be joined by my friend and co-host, who is across the pond. It's DL. Hello, brother. How are you, mate? Pretty good. Pretty good over across the pond. It's looking hot over there. You've got a fan on? Uh, I do have a fan on. It's, it's, it is hot. It's a bit, been a bit humid. Last two days, not so bad, but uh, it, you know, in this room, it just gets like an oven. It's like the only room in the apartment that- Oh yeah, I know. I know that room. <laughs> that doesn't get what, AC. What, what, what degree are we talking? Uh, I don't know, man. I'm, it's too early for me to convert the Fahrenheit to the Celsius, <laughs> which I still have to do, um, but it's toasty. It's like a, you know- Class, classic across, yeah, across the pond. Yeah. But how about you, man? Is it still, you looked like you were wearing like a curtain earlier, uh, <laughs> like a, a, a robe of some kind. <laughs> Must be pretty cold. So so my my situation over here, the, the nearest like supermarket in quotation marks is like an Aldi. And you know how Aldi's always got that middle aisle that's like, you go in and you're like looking for, for milk and you come out with like a sombrero, Curtains. three like maracas and a fishing rod. <laughs> I guess I'm not an Aldi aficionado, but sounds pretty lit, <laughs> dude. I, I I love an Aldi, and and uh, they, they they had this like it's like a fleece hoodie thing, and I can't explain to you how comfortable it is. It's like wearing a hug. Wait, so <laughs> I think you just did. You just oh, it's amazing. It. It's the it's the it's the best. So I, I've I've taken it off now. Like my, I've just realized all the heating's on in this house. So this yeah. is this is the least clothing I wear all day: thermal socks, sweats, and a t-shirt. If I've ever not got a jumper on, it's a good day. There you go. <laughs> I've got. Uh, I just got. I literally threw on what I was wearing last night. So you're getting second day clothes. Oh, you're looking sexy. I like I like it a lot. Yeah, sec- second day clothes. Uh by the way, if there will be time codes in the description if anyone wants to jump around. If you want to listen to us banter about our days, feel free. Otherwise, jump to the main topic. The main topic's a good one today. I'm quite excited it to is. talk about yeah, it. Yeah. It is. The crazy part about well, in 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 many in many ways. <laughs> yes, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We we will. What have you been up to, buddy? Like what's been happening? It's I mean, like it feels really weird because most of the time in the real world, we'd see each other in the week and we'd talk generally about the stuff that's been happening, but it's just, you know, I feel, I feel, like, I'm, I feel like I'm missing out on your life. Yeah, it's almost like a little a friendly catch up alongside a, a dutiful podcast. <laughs> um, dude, yeah. Not like, <laughs> I don't want to bore people, so I'll just like not talk much about my week. How about that? <laughs> I was just working for, I was working like an eye banker this week, um, which Oof. is never fun. And uh, not like a banker of eyeballs, like an investment banker. I was making a <laughs> a joke about how much I've been grinding, which hasn't been fun. So that being said, banking I eyeballs did... would be a weird job, though. Yes. How I would mean, you How would you even go about that? You You maybe I don't know. It sounds very, like sounds like. Do you a black start mirror. by hunting the humans first, or yeah. do you? <laughs> it's like a Black Mirror episode, or something. Yeah. Like, I don't know, dude. I don't even want to get into that that rabbit hole yeah well this 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 goes out to, this goes out to lots of people so let's uh let's not yeah. talk about <laughs> no, I finished, where, where, uh, the, where the dre hunts humans for us for sport I, why did you go to human hunting i was thinking more like a future <laughs> where you could pick your eyes and they're like ai i don't know anyway let's not do my, that. my head went straight to that movie hostel have you seen that movie it's like a horror yes i have that movie that movie like scarred me as a kid same for, for, Main, for life like, for a couple of reasons mainly because like it was the first like movie that i saw where like my family like you know is like obviously rated r no one knew i was watching it and i was like yeah, preteen. yeah yeah and there's just like lots of hot chicks in it that are naked 
And I was like, this is... And you're like, this is great. This is epic. And I was just like super like into the movie. And then all of a sudden it gets just gnarly gruesome. And I was like, oh, oh that's that's disgusting. a literal boner kill. Like, <laughs> literally, literally uh, I, The worst thing was about that movie, I... So the first time I ever traveled, I was I was about twenty one. Yeah, yeah, I was literally twenty one, and I and I started in Southeast Asia. I went to through Malaysia to Thailand, and then I went down to Australia. That's where I where I found my love for the country, and that's where I ended up. But um, yeah, I watched that movie the week before I traveled to Southeast Asia, and I was petrified the whole flight over. I was sat next to this absolutely lovely American lady who was teaching me the ways of, of how you do long-haul flights i didn't know at the time that all drinks were complimentary she got me absolutely hammered and it was a case of i was petrified i was trying to drink away my fear <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you were worried that this was happening to you big time yeah, i was sure yeah. i was absolutely positive it was gonna happen yeah. Oh, but uh so you so you haven't got up to watching many things in this uh, week. so sorry yeah um i did look i watched a couple things i got something in last night it was like the first oh, nice. night of me watching anything which was uh what did you watch I, i'm on ah, episode yeah. five of six of the expanse and I'm, I'm digging it man i like the i like the universe i'm also i, I said last week so it's like a repeat of last week i'm reading a book i'm very close to the end of the final nice. book that they released i think earlier nice. this year called leviathan falls um oh yeah yeah it's it's so far it's at it, the ending which is pretty you know it's a pretty big task they had this is like a seven book series or i think it might be a nine book series i forget oh, wow. um and each book is massive what, what are you up to Sorry, uh, this is the number, final number one. If, whether it's seven or nine. Oh, I've, so you're on nine. Yeah, I've been reading this series for like five or six years, you know. Um, every now and again, I just pop in and this is like, they they just released the final one. So I'm caught up. And yeah, it's, it's so far who's, it's who's up the, to the task. Who's the author? Uh, it's two guys actually. And it's he's got a page name. Um, it's not his actual name. I think it's James A. Corey is the like, ah. like you know, the pseudo name or whatever. And it's two different dudes that write the the books together. And they are the biggest sci-fi nerds. It's funny you talk about books. I was I was talking to my dad this week, so you know one of the reasons I'm home is to 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 be around the old fam at the moment. Yeah. And one, he was talking to me about this book, and I've never heard about this. And you tell me if you have, but it's called The Wizard of Earthsea. Have you ever heard of this? No. The Wizard of Earths. Yeah, it sounds really. It sounds super lame in my opinion. But when you when you genuinely when you when he starts talking about it, it's about this young wizard who find who. Has no idea. He has his magic, but then goes off to like a wizarding school. It sounds like a very common tale. Yeah. But the way it, uh, the way it unfolds is that he gets tricked by someone because he's su- super powerful or whatever. He gets tricked by someone into bringing this this like demon or this spirit thing into their world, and it's a case of he goes on the run from this demon thing, and it just like look, I'm doing it no justice at all. But the way my dad was telling it, he got he was super pumped about, it, super psyched, and I got I was like blown away by it so i'm gonna get the audiobook of that and i'm gonna listen to that in the week fair enough sounds fucking high level yeah like oh damn it, so- it sounds great like very uh cerebral supernatural yeah i'm gonna give it a read and pass it on because i think if i like it i, th- I definitely think you will yeah for sure outside outside of that though man i've done uh i've actually done quite a lot this week i've had i have been working pretty hard but i've managed to fit in a few bits and a couple of bits i forgot to mention last week that i'm just gonna quickly throw out there at the at the top before i uh, actually came back i did managed to watch the new matrix movie you know the matrix resurrections okay can you report back yeah you were your friend was right it is <laughs> not good um it's i sad because it like to yeah. me it was like always gonna end this way 
you know well yeah it's, it's <laughs> i mean like there's 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 all these references in it like it's obviously done by um one of the Wachowski twins which i think it's lana who, who's done this one but there's like at the beginning of it so the whole point of it is that he is uh the, the matrix in this universe is a, a video game and uh keanu reeves's character is the one who created this video game and it's like it's it's the literal first the, the matrix over the first matrix over again it's it's exactly the same story but worse somehow <laughs> and like yes. they had like almost triple the budget and it somehow looks way worse than the original like i don't get it so so help me understand spoilers for the matrix whatever the hell yeah it's called. resurrections resurrection so is this like a continuation in the story or just like a little side bubble yeah yeah it absolutely it is yeah okay so I, so even though as as you say spoilers for matrix resurrections even though they both died in the in the last matrix movie i didn't even know that but fair enough yeah i'm not worried about they, it they they did okay. they did they the, did the, the, they the are mach- dead yeah the, whatever the machines found their their corpses essentially and rebuilt them somehow it's like a whole big point in the movie but it's not very well explained or even really like builds upon it's it's actually pretty it's it's not very good at all I feel like the the whichever Wachowski didn't do this one was the one who did the storytelling, the action, and wrote basically the scripts. <laughs> yeah. So basically, uh, didn't didn't have any of it. The other one just did the did the the dealing. Like the, the other production. twin. Yeah. Made the deals yeah. happen. Essentially, essentially. <laughs> yeah. And the the thing the thing I forgot to mention actually, we talked about my flight over here is I watched the movie Nobody. Have you heard of Nobody? No. Or nobody. So it's. It's uh, Bob Odenkirk, basically Better Call Saul. Ah, okay. Oh, yeah, I have heard of it. Yeah. It's his version of being Liam Neeson. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I actually quite enjoyed it. Like it was a it was a fun romp. Like it was it was that classic, you know, older dude. The the bad guys don't think he's a threat, and he turns out to be like X, whatever, whatever, does whatever. He pull it he off. Just just murks a bunch of guys better than bloody Liam Neeson does. You have a thing against <laughs> Liam Neeson. <laughs> Fucking hate Liam Neeson. I mean, yeah, I, I cover the really quick bits. Then I'm I'm filling in for you here. Obviously, like I've clearly had a lot a lot of evening time. Uh, I did finally watch the end of The Witcher. Nice. Love to know your thoughts. Quick spoiler alert for the second season of Lost Witcher. Yeah, I uh, I liked it. I thought it did stumble towards the end. I think episode six kind of went back to. I think it was episode six where they're in that like kind of like Buddhist temple place. Yep. And the the fire fire fucker the fire dude which was kind of a tacky who was a bit of a weird addition yeah and also just like the fire fucker running joke wasn't very good mm. you know i didn't even note that yeah i uh it's just yennefer says it like 12 times yeah I, <laughs> the worst part of the show yeah, i thought that like that episode was really needed to like climb like everything was building and it was like had momentum and that episode really needed to like start the climax of the build and instead, it like stumbled. It stumbled really badly. Interestingly, I genuinely really enjoyed her character in this. Uh, in terms of the amount, we, so like if she's coming from a zero percent, she was up to like 40 percent <laughs> in terms of liking her. Like I genuinely thought they that the fact they took away her powers made her uh, more sympathetic. It, it made her more human, funnily enough, and it was just more interesting overall in terms of her character development. Yeah, and I think they gave her like some interesting like plot uh mechanics right like she's she yeah, runs time. from Eratusa. is she gonna kill this guy or is she not she doesn't she runs away with him and not for him Finds yaskier yeah the yaskier plot like it, she was just do i liked him in this yeah he was way better she was just doing a lot and uh it was yeah. like usually yeah, yeah. in interesting ways like the whole elven story with the like the 
what do you call it? Like the white witch in the woods. That that was really cool visually. Yeah, whatever that was. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. I like that plot line. So I I think they just gave her more to do. And you're right. They also, you know, it wasn't all about. She just wasn't like switching her mindset every episode. Like she she was universally lost the whole season. Yeah. You know. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I think it was? I think it was the fact that you could well, empathize. Everyone's lost something, right? Like you yeah. can empathize with that. And she was actually a character that I was like, oh yeah, like she's lost everything. Like she's back to square one. Like she is that cripple girl again. Like base without in her mind, w- yeah, without yeah, yeah. having the same look. Yeah, yeah, yeah exa- exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Like in her mind, that is that is where she's at in life. And I found that way more interesting. But the thing I didn't like was at the end of it, they just sort of hit like a like a rerun switch and now she's got everything back. It's like, I I, well, is that, it's not clear that she does, but I think that she does. Cause it's like, yeah, the whole, she did. The whole point was she like, she healed everyone. D- did she, did she get it all back? I don't really remember. I watched it a while ago. Yeah. She like healed like a bunch of the guys. So, but I think that like that was tied <laughs> together. Like magic needs a source. And she like took in that little fucking crazy gin or not gin, uh, whatever it was. The, no, the, it was the thing in the hut wasn't it yeah the thing in the hut she took that into her so that's like her source of her chaos i guess now um so like it, it yeah came full circle but you knew she was going to get it back at some point right like that this she wasn't just oh, gonna I just have thought they could have left it just a little bit fair enough just leave it a little bit give her because that was when she was at her best anyway i i thoroughly enjoyed it way more than the first season yeah, it was it was definitely better than the first yeah maybe we know what we did last time and when the third season's coming out we can do a review of the second season sounds good about that life i imagine it'll be fairly soon because it apparently it apparently had incredible ratings it was fighting with hawkeye for ratings in its final week which is you know most people watch the disney stuff you mean like in in terms of like viewers yeah viewership that's that is crazy although i did i did watch an episode of hawkeye last night as well oh really the first ones you know got like i think i got like halfway through one to be honest i fell asleep but yeah the first ones you've got to give them time yeah <laughs> look it's like very kid kid banter oh who's the ninja Ooh. Uh, I, it gets so better. far it's slow i think i think you'll appreciate it it feels like it's going to be kind of like a christmas season is that actually what it's yeah, going it to be like a little kind of a christmas style show dude it, the last episode was like a few days before christmas <laughs> yeah there you go you missed out on that hype. No, I'm just saying like that's what it feels like. Is it going to have a Christmas tone? They keep mentioning Christmas. Well, yeah, like yeah. the whole the whole point is yeah. can he get home to his yeah, family yeah, exactly. seven days time or on the seventh day of Christmas? Yeah. All right, yeah, that's fair enough. We'll talk we'll talk about it when we get there. Right. But, uh, but the last one that you have to start watching, by the way, um, is and highly recommend to anyone here if if you're of a certain dark comedic mm. disposition like I am is the new Peacemaker TV show. Yeah, you've said this a bunch of... Yeah, spin-off from The Suicide Squad. It is fantastic. Is it? Yeah. Awesome. Like, the humor is just on point. Like, it's all written by James Gunn. So, I mean, I was always going to like it. Yeah. But it's it's kind of him at his sort of worst, in, 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 like, in, in the best possible way of saying that. Like, it's him being, like taking this character to the, to the fullest it can be and being an asshole and it's really it's really fun and i'm even digging john cena in this who i never thought i'd like a wrestler as an actor oh you don't like uh the brick the brick <laughs> the rock <laughs> the pebble don't you remember <laughs> my partner was like oh the bricks in this i was like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> the brick Anyway, you, he's, he's Dwayne, Dwayne the Brick Johnson. He's done very well transitioning to acting. You don't you don't respect the Brick? Uh, I don't. I I no. Okay. No, I don't. <laughs> speaking, speaking of things, uh, sp- speaking of what we were talking about last week, did you hear this week that 
Avatar, continuing on from your dishonorable mention on the podcast last week of movies you're not excited for, there it, it's been announced that they're apparently building a video game empire as well, with a, a game apparently coming this year. So did they just announce it this year? Because we saw a trailer for this a while ago. That, well, they've, they've only good. just announced the game this week, and it's going to be called Avatar Reckoning. And it's going to be uh, a, an MMO shooter set in the film universe. Do you do you have any feelings, any thoughts about that? Would you play an Avatar? No, MMO? probably not. But no, I'm not a big it MMO guy. Sounds like guy. a cash grab. Yeah, it does sound like a cash. That's grab. fair. Yeah. A, I'm not a big MMO guy. B, it sounds like a cash grab. It sounds like it's going to be like a shitty sounds mobile like gaming. Such a cash. Is it, is it going to be on like consoles? No, it's yeah, yeah it's console. It's oh. like it's getting getting pushed to all the all the major ones. Okay, by the sounds. Yeah, I mean, no. I mean, not- I just, I, I, th- I thought you'd be so keen considering you, you don't give a, <laughs> give a rat's about these movies. No, like Avatar, I'll go watch the second one. It just sounds like a rehab. It sounds like The Matrix. It sounds like it's gonna be the same story over again. Um, uh, I but mean, that is like the not- game. I mean, like it's another, it's another bloody shooter. Except you're gonna be blue. Like who cares? <laughs> well, MMOs aren't usually shooters, are they? So. That could be interesting. I don't think so. It's a lot of like medieval I mean, stuff be... or like like sci-fi stuff, like Star Trek, Star. Yeah. Uh, what is that game? Or yeah. cyberpunk things that yeah. don't work. That's true. Did you, did you also hear speaking speaking of video games that Activision Blizzard were bought by Microsoft for almost seven a, a cool seven billion dollars this week? So that's what I was the big say. the big I, game news. I was like, this is I was like, this is definitely by no means the biggest gaming news this week. Um, the Avatar yeah. thing because this is crazy. I think it's like 10. Dude, I was just trying to transition. Come on, give me a break. Oh, I know. I'm giving <laughs> you a break. I'm just saying like this is what people are talking about and it's um it's like they Unbelievable. I think it's like 10x what they bought Besida for. Like only like a year ago they bought Besida, didn't they? Maybe I'm saying it wrong. I tend to do that. Bethesda? Bethesda, is that how you say it? Yeah. Bethesda. They they bought them for I think a tenth of the price like only 6 months ago. Like a year ago. Yeah. So it's it's pretty crazy that like they're 10xing that for. I mean, you get it, act it like. Dude, well, to be to be perfectly honest, actually, Blizzard has so they many subsidiaries beneath it. Yeah, it's, it's unreal. Yeah, they have everything from World of Warcraft to Call of Duty to Candy Crush. Yeah, Activision. Don't they own Activision? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. Activision Blizzard. Yeah. So my my understanding is that that a, a, well essentially they've bought up half the market like think think uh call of duty is like the the most played game of 2021 i think online yeah so like it's best selling how well, much cash they're gonna make from this like every year it's the best selling unbelievable yeah. and I, I would hope they'd give it a bit of a, a shot in the arm because some of the ones recently have apparently been i mean i, I don't i don't play shooters perfectly but some of the ones recently have been, apparently just been a bit lackluster especially some of the ones that are you know the future-based ones modern warfare yeah yeah so hopefully they give it a little shot in the arm and give it a bit of a shake up i think they'll it probably like just they let it, it run i mean like how can you create an innovative game if you're making it every year it just seems like, like it's just impossible to innovate like you're constantly just don't they make multiple of the, those co- Call of they, Duty is a year as well. They used to, they used to like switch off. I don't know if they still do, but there was like two different studios, and like each year one would make the next one, and that's how they made it work. Yes, they, yeah, I, I think that's right. And they've, but they've got so many different houses underneath them. It's, it's crazy. I think the most money they're going to make is off Candy Crush. To be perfectly honest, <laughs> the, the, the part of the, the part of the market no one speaks about is sort of middle-aged women who sit and just play Candy Crush and spend money to get extra lives, like. <laughs> it's it's true it's it's like the pachenko machines in, in like asia like they just roll the money in yeah i mean it's i'm definitely go it's, they they acquired them for 70 billion it's not 7 billion did you say 7 earlier it's 70 it's not 70 billion it is where, where have you seen this 
I'm reading it right now. Oh my god! Microsoft will acquire Activision Blizzard for ninety-five dollars a share in an all-cash transaction valued at sixty-eight point seven billion. Oh my god! You're right. Sorry, I I completely wrote the wrong thing. That is seventy billion. billion. Seventy billion dollars. <laughs> is is uh, Dr. Evil coming into this? In like, an, who in, uh, who's buying this? <laughs> in an all cash transaction, they are just cashed up. Uh, I mean, Microsoft just flying right now. Look, I'm I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see where that goes. We, we were talking with a friend of the show and social media guy Lockie the other day, and I I don't think they'll be making any of the games exclusive to Xbox. Like, think about the amount of money Call of Duty makes through skins and and microtransactions alone on on PlayStation. There's no way to do that. They're not gonna know. That's they they've been trying to go multi platform platform for uh, years. Before oh, this, this, they were buying they studios. Like they're just they're just trying to own the content. Makes sense. Yeah, I mean it's it's, it's a good way of doing it. Yeah. Well, anyway, have yeah. you heard anything this week? Uh, no, that you you named most of the big ones that I had heard. It's the big one. Yeah, it was well, dude, I mean, was there anything else? Don't would... fret. Don't fret. There's plenty of news. There's plenty say, of you, cool stuff you to have, talk about. I'm sure a list. <laughs> there's there's a few bits. I'm gonna I'm gonna reel off a quick one that I'm interested in first. Then I've got three or four that I think you're gonna really like the sounds of. Well, the TV show Invincible that I've talked to you about multiple times and you still haven't got around to watching. Don't fret because the season two hasn't even started production yet okay <laughs> so it's it's coming it will come by the sounds of it the star steven yun revealed that you know it's it's not quite happening just yet but it's gonna happen soon but my understanding of it is that the animation style is quite low low effort's the wrong way of saying it but like it's a lot of almost like your dragon ball z's like it's very minimal movement on screen and then you have a big action scene and then very minimal movement on screen. So, I mean, probably that side of things won't take too long. I guess it's just more adapting the story. So yeah. I'm excited for that. I hope it stays faithful. The first series you will watch it eventually is phenomenal. Like it's it's out of this world. So hopefully, fingers crossed. Well, anyway, did you also hear this week the Batman has been officially rated PG-13? What do you feel about that? That's had some fans angry at the fact it's not been an R rating. Did did you think it was going to be an R rating? I thought we talked about well, how it was going to be. It, it's a Batman movie. Like, of course, it's not going to be R rating. They want as many kids in there as possible. You never know, man. The Joker was it was the Joker PG thirteen? Doubtful. Yeah. Was it? Yeah, it was. That yeah, was. Yeah. I mean, that's like a pretty heavy film for the a Dark thirteen Knight. year old to watch. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Anyway, well, uh, they, they made, it's 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 more about like swearing content and blood yeah. and stuff they can get away with if they if they can tweak it just enough, they usually get away with it. Fair enough. I, I look. I don't really care that much. If like if if the joke, I guess that's my barometer. Like if the Joker can be PG thirteen, that dealt with some heavy shit. It's not like it yeah, was absolutely. like like white watered down. Like you know, that's so. that's how that's how uh, Chris Nolan pitched it. He was like, "Look, guys, this is heavy shit. Yeah. <laughs> just just help me out." Fair enough. Uh, no man, I think it's gonna be great. Um, no, wasn't there some stuff about the Moon Knight as well? Yeah, I was gonna bring this up in a moment. The yeah. the Moonlight, tra- Moonlight. That's not moon, the same moonlight, thing. Moonlight. The Moon Knight <laughs> trailer dropped this week. It's Oscar yeah. Isaac, man. It's coming on March thirtieth. That looks so good. Yeah. Did you see the trailer? I haven't, but I I did like remember seeing it in one of my like Marvel Instagram feeds. Dude, it's it looks so good. It's it's way way up my alley, and he even tries out an English accent, which ironically is somehow better than. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch's New York accent. <laughs> I wonder if it is. I just can't really see his English accent being very good. Are you being just kind to him because you like Oscar Isaac? 
I mean, it's it's very possible. But then I, I like Benedict as well, so I don't know why I wouldn't be kind to him too. Uh, yeah, I don't know either. S- speaking of Benedict, though, did you also hear this week that the reshoots for Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness have apparently wrapped? That wasn't so, very long. Uh, mm, it's been, been a couple of months. Uh, the rumors, were, I mean, well, they were saying it was significant, the, the reshoots they were doing, and suggested that they were filming more cameos. We talked about more cameos coming for Morbius last week. Do you think they might be... Maybe trying to squeeze in a Spider-Man or two. I don't know. I don't know. I just hope like the reshoots aren't a bad thing. Like the movie, it seems like it's going to be a pretty hard one to fuck up. Like they've they've, I mean, yeah. they've made some really cool choices with what they're going to do, and now I'm like, okay, like how do you mess this up? Like Benedict, how do you mess it Doctor up? Doctor Strange versus Doctor Strange, like, <laughs> like and Scarlet Witch. Well, I, I I might have a I might have an idea of how they could fuck it up if you let me. Yeah, theorize. Uh, it, it well. You know how I said that I would do anything to get Miles Morales in the in the uh, MCU. Oh, you, so you're talking <laughs> were, about what's his name? There, there were a lot of rumors about yeah, Jaden yeah. Smith coming for the role, and you know that could be one way you could fuck it up. <laughs> yeah, that would be fun. <laughs> oh man, no! I, but I, like, I, hate, I don't think that I, he no, has like this mass idea. appeal, does he? So like, it's, what's the draw? No. Because if you're I not going to really go know. with like. Yeah, if you're not going to go with someone that's like very, you know, unknown and, and go for them because they're good and they, they fit the casting role, right? But it's a risk because they're unknown. Like you'd want to go for someone that's like going to have a mass appeal. And I don't even think Jaden Smith has that if you're going for someone famous. Or genu- generally a good actor. Well, <laughs> either thing. <laughs> He's not that. Yeah, either thing. <laughs> did you ever see After Earth? No one did. Bad film. No one saw <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I watched it. I watched it on an airplane once, and it was the worst film I've ever seen. Uh, speaking of watching movies on an airplane, that's when I uh, watched our main topic. Um, oh, really? I watched our main uh, topic we'll get... on an airplane, cup of whiskeys deep, on a Xanax. So, oh man, imagine right. what, what, imagine watching this film. <laughs> yeah. I I'm excited to hear how that goes with some of the the themes of this movie. Yeah. Uh, just one last bit. Just one more bit of news before we move on. Um, did you see the Lord of the Rings teaser dropped? No, I didn't. Was it any good? Was it anything, or was it just like the Lord of the Rings? It it, it wasn't anything. Yeah, it was a it, bunch of like scenery shots, and but they did give away one tidbit, which is that it is coming on September second, which wow. I am pretty pumped for. You know, like I think I feel like anything anything's better than those those Hobbit movies. Those were just the pits. So they were I feel like it's got a lot of budget great. behind it. It's going to be great. Although I did like the Schmog casting of Benedict Arnold. <laughs> or, <laughs> Who? Cumberbatch, not Arnold. <laughs> Benedict Arnold is a historical figure. Hey, look, guys, if you've heard anything we haven't talked about this week, hit us up uh, at Podcast Assemble on Instagram or the Podcast Assemble at gmail.com. Let us know. We love to hear the news. We love it. We love it when you send us memes. We've got a great meme to talk about at the end of the show from, from one of our correspondents. But anyway, final bit of news before we move on to the main topic. So this week, it was the Rotten Tomatoes award season. And Rotten Tomatoes gave a golden tomato award <laughs> for the best re- the best reviewed fantasy sci-fi movie of 2021 to the movie the green knight fantasy sci-fi that means literally nothing but that's the best i could come up with as a segue <laughs> like, i i feel like i feel like that's uh the golden tomato yeah i mean is how prestigious do you feel that is i mean we obviously talk about we don't really give shit about award ceremonies but like do you think there's a ceremony do you think I don't know, but like that's what I took away from this—the golden tomato. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's probably a pretty good marketing material. 
Um, the Green Knight versus the Golden Tomato. Look, it seems like it's a movie that would be um, <laughs> critically... I haven't even looked, and so we can do the IMDb stuff, but yeah. it seems like a movie that would be critically acclaimed and very, very much audience-like loved, like beloved. So Absolutely. I could see how it got the Golden Tomato. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, why, why don't you then preface our main topic? Oh, yeah. Sorry. The, the main topic is uh, The Green Knight, produced by A24, uh, which is that same yes. studio that we've been talking about that does everything. We couldn't remember the name of. Yeah, we couldn't remember the name of, but now we can. David Lowry directed. Uh, you got Deb Patel leading, um, and it oh, just man. follows. It's that cast. Yeah, it, there's a bunch of people in it, um, but it let's, really. Let's, let's just hang before we get there, then. Like, why, don't you, why don't you give me a stupid plot summary? Yeah, my stupid plot summary is super easy. Deb Patel enters the Arthurian medieval metaverse. It's basically this film. <laughs> it's basically this right. Film. I mean, am I am I, I understating this? I mean, mine's mine's probably. Like, I've got I've got two right. So I I I wrote one when I was watching it, and um, you you would definitely get my feelings towards this movie from that. But then I was last night I was half asleep, and you know when you have one of those those like light bulb moments and you're like oh yeah that's that's way better so my i'm gonna go with my second one which is um if the plastic bag scene from american beauty was cut as an arthurian period piece <laughs> the plastic bag scene i don't get yours <laughs> but it sounds I have think you not that seen those, american beauty i mean it's been a long time i guess i don't know maybe it's I, just the bit where where the kid is filming the plastic bag going like round in circles and just ah, like, okay, like okay. in the be, just being blown in the wind yeah, i'm like yeah, yeah, that's ah, fair. yeah that's that's about right that's actually accurate yeah well can can you guess the imdb score um i think it would be pretty high but i don't know also like when you think about this is the the source material is like Shakespeare esque, in in its like in in its like notoriety among like really smart Arthurian, crit, yeah. smart people, <laughs> like <Yeah>. scholastic folk. <laughs> so I'm kind of like, will they be like, this is not? I'm gonna give it like a seven five because they may be bringing it right. down, being like, this is not true to the poem, you know, nerd. I don't know. I th I think maybe that's how I would have seen it for like uh, maybe a Metacritic, but. These are just wild, these scores, and I'm just baffled by all of them. Okay. So the IMDb is actually a 6.6. 6. Oh, so really? I think it's a case of people like me watch this, and I'm going to be perfectly frank with you up top. When I watched this, I was not in the right head for it, head space to watch this movie yeah. at all. So like, it was just not what I was wanting to watch. But um, we'll talk about that in a minute. But can you guess the Metacritic? Considering I just said this is, this is wild. So it was a 6.5. That would affect your viewing uh eight percent 88 close it's 85 i mm. think yeah i was i'm not not confused by that i'm like you know i expect i expect metacritic almost to have like a i don't know i i, I feel like people feel like they've got a higher bar opinion of themselves when when mm. they're putting <laughs> when they're putting a, a review on metacritic but do you know what uh the rotten tomato score is considering remember that this won the Golden Tomato for the best reviewed <laughs> fa fancy sci-fi movie of 2021. The Golden Tomato. I would say... Golden Tomato. Uh, 96. Uh, it's, it's 89. You were close. How did you get a Golden Tomato know. and not even be in the 90s? What a joke. I don't, I don't fucking know. Like, you gaslit me there. In fairness, though, do you know many fancy sci-fi movies that came out in 2021? <laughs> That's a great point. 
<laughs> I feel like it's the only one. I know you're right. It wasn't even the best. It wasn't. It was just the best fantasy sci-fi. Fair call. <laughs> yeah, like, it's yeah. it's not it's not special. Yeah. Let's not give it a. a, a... Well, you, you mentioned the cast before. The cast is actually pretty great. Actually, Dev Patel, Alicia Vikander. There's some real cool people in this that maybe I didn't notice on while I was watching it. But uh, Barry Keogh, uh, who is in The Eternals, is fantastic in this. Joel Edgerton's good in this. Yeah, and I'm going to mention Erin. Kellyman, that's her name, who is she's Winifred, and we'll talk about that that role in a minute. But she's the the girl from France and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. She's the flag smasher person. It is, yeah, yeah. And I did, it took me, I did not realize that at the time. I was like, like it took me forever to go back and be like, ah, oh, oh yeah, that's. Who I, it I is. honestly don't didn't realize that either. You're telling me now, and I'm kind of like, who? I don't remember her in the movie. What what's her role? Uh, we'll talk about it, but she was the one who was beheaded, and he had to go uh, and find her skull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yes, yes. That right. random, yes, that random little sequence. Yeah, the whole movie feels like a freaking dream, to be honest. Yeah, let's um, let's talk about that in a minute. Look, I've just sent you a, a message. Obviously, this is making it a lot more random. But let's talk I- goofy IMDb pictures. I don't know if you've got your phone with you, but I've sent you two. I I see it. What the fuck am I looking at? <laughs> so I've sent you the current MVP, which is Martin Starr. You remember Martin Starr, who is the the, the crazy psycho looking through a hole in the wall? Yes. Now, this week's <laughs> nominee is Anthony Morris. Now, can you describe Anthony Morris's IMDb pick to the uh, listeners? He's a, a, a clown, but like a kiss clown in makeup. <laughs> like with, with turquoise, like literally turquoise. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, two guns that he's putting to his head, like he's going to blow his brains out. This is like giving me anxiety just looking at, to be honest. It's, um, I'm going to. It's a lot. So this is his IMDb photo. Is this like, a big actor? I, no, I don't. I don't believe so. Yeah. Adds up. <laughs> yeah. Like, I guess if you want to frighten children to their, <laughs> into adulthood, like yeah. this is a great way to represent yourself. No, I like, I don't want to vote for this guy because i don't want to see him again he's giving me anxiety <laughs> no that's fair that's absolutely fair enough i i let's stick with mind star our current mvp is absolutely smashing it right now i actually really like that imdb mind star's imdb pick that anthony morris one i was like it's goofy because it's nonsense he's clearly trying to pigeonhole himself and not doing a very good job of it yeah i mean what what do you think about it i that's frightening what what is it what, what role is he trying to get here i don't know the joker i guess like, is this his head show <laughs> yeah you're totally gonna get the joker um actually did you hear that this week i forgot to mention willem dafoe he he said he wanted he wanted to be in a joker movie whereby he was like an imposter joker and uh yeah so like he was an imposter joker and he was playing off against whoever the real joker was in the movie i think that'd be so interesting willem dafoe oh man stop with great ideas as well look at that he can act and he's got great ideas i saw some video of him (laughs) as a young was it you who sent it to me on Instagram. Damn, he looks so sexy when he was young. It's crazy. He looks like the same dude, just like young, younger. Like, it's like his face is so nah, distinct. He's, he's aged really oddly. I feel, do, do I, I don't mean to be rude. Yeah. I don't think like, so. I think teeth. Like, you look at that guy and you're like, okay, that's who he is older. Like, it adds he up. He looks like a young Brad Pitt. I'm not, I don't think William Defoe's like ugly. I think he's just like an older dude that's got like, I think, know, he, some I think I've seen him as the goblin too many times. Yeah, maybe that's it. <laughs> Well, man, let's talk about this movie. I'd love to talk to you a little bit about it because I mentioned before, like I probably wasn't in the best headspace to watch. What what was it? 
<laughs> what what uh, a fancy sci-fi movie around Arthurian legends. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. it's based on a fucking poem, man. I'm like, what the So do you do you want to preface watching? it? This is like a fantasy retelling of like a very famous medieval story set in, you know, the It's a poem, man. The Arthur but Yeah, it is. Well, it's like a poem that's become an epic like it's like uh, i mean the basic yeah the basic overview is that it's it's king arthur's nephew right or at least he is in this universe uh gawain or however you want to say it said multiple different ways in this movie yeah yeah uh dev patel uh, and he essentially is trying to prove that his knightly qualities um by taking on this green knight dude who's this sort of sci-fi looking tree man and then has to go on a like a a, a quest of self-revelation just to oppress all these knights who seem like assholes anyway. I was like, what what am I you know what am I getting into here? You don't like this stuff, do you? No, honestly, I, 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 on the on the usual I do, but there are a lot of little things that I'm probably going to talk about while we're going through it that just really held me back from getting uh enjoying the movie uh, a lot but you tell me like what did you think what did you, did you like the story like what did you think uh look i thought this was like you know confusing but it meant to be yeah like it's not an yeah, easy yeah. movie to consume and to be Absolutely. honest i'm like attracted to those kind of movies that like force me to think and figure out like and you're right they're not for every day like i would not have wanted mm-hmm. to watch this mm-hmm. movie last night after having gone yeah. like a, a 16 hour days at work for a week like i don't need to think about i just yeah. need to be entertained right sure. but um but like when i'm not feeling that way and i'm like actually got like some uh energy to dive in this is the kind of stuff that i do like so i yeah. i was really into it yeah well i think one thing to call out really is that it's if i'm perfectly honest with you i feel like the trailers do it on one hand, I want to say they do a really good job of subverting expectations, but on the other hand, I want to say they they literally lie to you. Like, yeah, the tone is not like aligned. Yeah, yeah, not not in the slightest. Like I thought, I thought watching the trailers coming into this, it was going to be that uh, big, brave, chivalrous tale um, of like some Arthurian awesome dude who was going to be like, you know, he was going to go to like fulfill his destiny. But then you watch it, and it's sort of this meandering, slow pondering sort of question about time and what time means and and death doesn't have yeah, yeah. And, and death and there's like one thing i noted very early on where like there's there's no like hero arc in this in fact there aren't any heroes in this you i mean something about you said stuck out to me which is like you thought it was going to be this death like this crazy film about destiny and it is it is about destiny it's just mm. about you know the fact that like it's almost like a subversion of that and we'll talk about it i guess later but sure yeah it is about destiny it's just not this like it's not this tropey destiny film it's like it's no it's absolutely not tropey at all i I did (laughs) i did like how it 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 lent on a lot of horror elements at times in the movie i felt some of the 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 background building and the the use of music and sound was just super interesting so there's there's a scene in it we'll talk about in, in more depth in a moment when he gets captured and it's this sort of like ponderous thing on like if he stays there what will happen to him and you get all these noises that happen but like uh the forest noises and there's like flies like and the quintessential uh, cut of the film yeah I think. yeah 
Yeah, absolutely. And then I, I think that might even be in the trailer. But there is also a scene later on when um, Alicia Vikander's character is playing her second role, uh, the lady, and she's doing this like long speech that gets more and more aggressive. And but they also start playing those same sort of noises, which brings in those horror, horror elements. And I'm feeling like it's 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 like you said, it's this sort of questioning what is what is death and what is the meaning of death type feeling. Oh yeah. And what is life? And like what I think, and, and those two scenes are meant. It's great. It's great that you caught that. Cause I wanted to talk about that. Um, there's, yeah. and we can't really talk about it until, well, we can, I guess like, it's really hard to spoil this movie, to be honest. Um, they, I mean, it's, it's a centuries old poem. So yeah. Well, and, and also <laughs> like, it's very unclear what is happening. So for me to say, I spoil, yeah. that would mean that like my interpretation of the film is the canon, sure. one, which I don't think anyone can Well, let's say. just keep away from the main plot points and it, just talk okay. around it. So that, but makes there, sense. so that, but in that cut that you talked about, I think that was purposeful, yeah. like bringing back those yeah, sounds. Completely. It was for sure purposeful, which we'll talk about in a bit, I think with themes. Yeah, we will. And I, 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 I liked that. Like, I, and yeah. I thought that sort of, I thought that juxtaposition of him trying to essentially trying to decide his fate and which way it was going to go was, was really interesting. I think the one thing that really lost me in this movie and part of the reason why, you know, I said I probably wasn't feeling it when I was watching it was that like, so this is, this is his trial. This is like big, this is his sort of like arc but <laughs> to see someone go through so many self-revelations and so many like tests and not learn a single thing the whole way through the movie i'm like i can't get behind this <laughs> well i so i don't know that he doesn't learn anything but sorry all right let's, we won't, take, I, let's I, save I, that let, let, let's stay away from that but in yeah. in, in the perspective the perspective of from, from my perspective i, yeah. I felt like i the, the lessons he learned weren't the lessons you would expect from this type of movie Okay. Yeah. But that's my perspective. No, fair enough. So what did you think about the acting? Let's stay on the cast because we were kind of jumping around. Yeah. 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 Okay. How did you, did you like Dev Patel's performance? Yeah. Yeah, I genuinely did. I thought he was maybe a little old for the part he was supposed to be playing. It, it, it felt like he was supposed to be going through the sort of, um, you know, the, the Peter Parker, the, the puberty uh, analogy, right? Where he's, he's coming of age almost. I felt that was the tale it was sort of trying to tell. And he's obviously, you know, he's obviously a man in my eyes. Like you, I might've looked at it completely wrongly, but so, and I, I just put, put the note here that his naivety permeates the movie and frustrated me the whole way through. And I think that was it trying to capture that sort of youthful, uh, youthfulness of the character. But it just came across to me as him being a bit pig headed and naive. Which is good. It's good in a way. Yeah, I think that that's no, but I think that's like the point. So, like, I would say, like, you're right. Like the traditional story, like this, where you're the Arthurian, Art Knights of the Round Table, find yeah. your destiny, is a coming of age hero's tale. Whereas this one yeah. is more like um, an introspection on like what what is a hero, right? Like, yeah. And you know, I would say it's almost the opposite. Like this guy had like a bit of a failure to launch right moment. Yeah. Like his mom True. in the very beginning of the film is like, dude, stop getting drunk and whoring around. Go make something of yourself. So I think it's like he's meant to I, be. I, I was the same until I was about 30. So I, I, I feel him. <laughs> you identified with that? Yeah, I really did. Maybe that's why I was so frustrated by it. I was like, fuck, I see so much of myself in this guy. <laughs> so he, he, uh, like he's obviously, I think it's, he's the, he's meant to be older and like this guy that hasn't done anything for his age. And they're kind of like, dude, are you just going to be a fly? Like, are you just going to 
basically just sap off your mom the rest of your life you know yeah. do something i mean yeah i mean i liked a lot of the the, yeah. the performances i mentioned uh, alicia vikander before she plays this really cool dual role and without going too much into it uh, in fact a few the, the, there were a few times in the movie where you see potentially like mirror images or reflections of characters throughout but there is a yeah. point where she literally plays herself in a different role in this yeah and i really liked how how she did that i thought it um the, the the though the pacing of that scene kind of threw it a bit for me i genuinely thought that that was a real highlight of the movie her being uh, playing uh sort of the same but completely different character did you like that i didn't understand that i was so confused that it was the same actress yeah well we can we can talk we can talk about that was there a point to that like like plot wise or like thematically like i i just didn't understand why it was the same character i got um, maybe i was too I, caught I, up on that or same well, I mean, when when you look at that scene, there's there's sort of like reflections of different people within his life. So in that scene, there's a woman who has uh, her her eyes covered at all times, who that doesn't get mentioned at all in that scene. Yeah. Who is sort of you would think is maybe a reflection of the mother who has the same it eye is. thing on at the beginning it of the is, movie. Yeah. You yeah. got Alicia Vikander, who this is this is the version of her that he should. Uh, he could be with in with the, the role he has so like in reality if the alicia vikander he leaves um back at the round wherever the round table is i've completely forgotten leaves leaves back in his home in his home is i think she's a the prostitute in this right yep she is yeah so she's a prostitute so so he can't be with her but this is like the mirror image of that this is a version of her who he could be with got it but he's already it. but actually, he's already I, married so can't I like be with that. and then and then she tries to seduce him and yeah yeah okay that's cool I like that. A hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. So like, I, I like the duality of those performances. And I, and I remember there's a, there's a, there's a note about the, the guy who's the Lord as well. And I've completely forgotten what it is. I'll come back to it later on. It might even be in spoilers. Uh, but yeah, I thought the performance is really good. So like a, a minor role, Barry Keogh, I thought that he was like a fun trickster. I, I liked how he, he played that role. He was kind of terrifying mm -hmm. for such a tiny part. Yeah. Agreed. Um, but what like I mentioned the pacing there. Like, what do you, what do you think of that, man? Like, I, I found it frustrating. Well, and I think you're like meant to, like he's yeah, yeah, he's no, frustrated. I agree. Yeah, I, I think it's like you're supposed to be like confused. You're supposed to be frustrated. It's supposed to be dreamlike. I, I think that the pacing, there's some parts of it, and I'll talk about it in like the things I loved and things I didn't like. There, there's a, yeah, there's yeah. a downside to being so ambiguous, right? There is a downside to having a film that's like completely ambiguous the way this one is. Yeah. And I think the pacing sometimes could have used a bit more structure and focus. Right. Sure. And it wouldn't have compromised the the tone and, and feeling of the film. Um, yeah. But I guess that was, that's my take on the pacing. But I also think like it was meandering, but it was meandering in a beautiful way. Like it was a very visually stunning movie. And so like as yeah. you're meandering, it's like a beautiful kind of like journey so i i really did enjoy like i, the I made a note actually it's yeah. it's really interesting that this you know we talked about the a24 uh picture house and yeah. i think one one of the things that they're quite going to be quite well known for at least in the in the initial part is that their budgets aren't huge man this was no. this was made on 15 million and for that i just like i feel the world they built was really lived in and really interesting you know i thought it was visually really distinct like you get yep. a lot of movies now, we 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 make fun of Zack Snyder a lot, but all of his movies have got the same sort of like 
filter on it like it's some dumb fucking brown instagram filter that just or gray instagram filter you know like and i'm not making fun of Zack snyder like it's that's his visual style but like the way they've made this with such a tiny budget i find really interesting for sure for sure i mean uh like do you want to get into like cinematography and yeah for sure well yeah go go yeah absolutely. i i I think that was like by far one of the best parts of the film like the movie is like they the textures the golds the greens yeah the black yep. the blues the fog like all together you you felt like you could like actually like feel the movie like certain like yeah. his, even his sure. jacket like his little golden cloth and the green thing he gets later it's like yeah i should really like that that jacket thing it was great it just it it's just like super bold colors and like i just i thought it was su- and then like the the parts where like you would, you just suddenly just saw this like giant coming out of the fog randomly like it was just really visually well, stunning and like it made me want to that go was ahead. one of my favorite bits of the movie yeah like the yeah. whole trip scene like yeah. i thought it was fantastic the only i mean like the thi- like i thought like you, you thematically that made a lot of sense for the movie having that sort of really lived in what world um in the sense of that it was more sort of forest based so it's yeah when i say greens, lived in i mean yeah yeah ex- exactly and that sort of really add, added to the, the layers of the movie almost. And when there's a, there's a great bit where he talks about when you die, you get covered in moss or something along those lines. And I felt that that sort of set up the tone of this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like death is rebirth and rebirth is death. And, and yeah. And pride, pride cometh before the fall, man. Yeah. yeah. It, it does. It really does. And how about like the, the scene where like the green knight comes in and the thing happens and without spoiling, and there's just like no no i mean like that's in the trailer right like the okay, whole so the blood like, at the very the beginning blood. i was like yeah. when the blood just seeping everywhere i was just like man crazy. that just is like a crazy image it's like thick and like colorful so the way the movie starts yeah the way the movie starts is literally the green knight uh enters into uh king arthur's round table room whatever the room is called and challenges anyone in there who who dares essentially to to take him on in, in one-on-one combat and the yeah. the idea is that if any of the knights can land a blow, uh, whatever blow it is, he will repay to them in a year's time, right? So, the what? But then they switch that on you, and this is in the trailer, so it's not really a spoiler. They he switches on you because as soon as um, this prideful little dim-witted fool, uh, yeah, really Gawain makes no steps sense. Steps up, yeah. <laughs> he just offers his neck, and you go like, ah, oh. you're like I even you can tell like it's a really good performance by dev actually in that patel in that moment he's like thrown he's like what is happening like i don't understand this so yeah i completely agree with you yeah and i think that like part of the film like the pacing is like you're not you're not meant to all you really understand as you're going through this movie is that he's going to his death probably yeah yeah like it's a death march literally that's the only thing that you understand everything else is confusing and so you're because of that you're like in his headspace you know he's like probably quite afraid and and quite like you know yeah anxious and um i found that interesting that like they you're meant to be confused the whole movie except for the fact that you know you are marching towards a death sequence and that's kind of aligned to the themes i would think yeah it just permeates the whole movie yeah, yeah yeah it's like you're you're you know well it's 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 like literally what you what, what we've been talking about it's that slow methodical tick of time towards death and i think that's kind of what it it's not um, something you can escape and like the green yeah. symbolizes like something green like what you like 
you kind of associate with like life and like vitality. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In this, a tree. in this thing, yeah, it represents death. Right? It's like the yeah. harbinger of death. Like, yeah. The, 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 bit we did, the bit we did mention about that opening scene is that as soon as Gawain chops his head off, the tree man picks up his head, laughs at him, and rides off into yeah. the distance, which it, watching it, like, I mean, it's visually really interesting in itself. And then you've, you, you, you sort of um, juxtapose that against the blood, the, the, the deep reds uh, yeah. across the floor. And it's just like, it's, it's, fucking really interesting like it's it's so uh, interestingly done and then the i think the other theme that i got from it is like one you know one heroic deed does not make a hero like it's it's like a life you're judged by the sum of your parts and like the sum of your acts and and that so him going there and just and saying yep i'll do it i'll jump in and fight this guy and doing the blow like nope that's actually the start of your trials bud like you're yes. now you're now in for it dude um, yeah. dude <laughs> all right let's uh let's quickly scroll because i, I kind of want to spoil this fairly yeah. soon should we just quickly do three best and three worst yeah and i struggled with uh the worst to be honest okay i've got a few but i i will give it a go um i really liked uh deb patel yeah and agreed. um and what's his name the the lord um joel joel edgerton yeah i, I liked that that whole um dynamic the that visuals. was a really interesting trial that was yeah. one of the more interesting trials of the movie yeah i like that um the visuals and like the color palettes and like the textures like were really evocative like evocative yeah, is that a word um in in the movie and they were probably the best part like alongside the cinematography yeah okay and then just like really how fucking meta this film is like seriously sort of trippy film <laughs> dre's dre's favorite Meta time. <laughs> I love the like vagueness, and I was just like, I was like on a plane, like half a uh, half chilled out on my Xanax, watching this trippy movie. Like it was. A very... I've never taken a Xanax, so I don't know, but it sounds great. Yeah, it's just really relaxed, and you're like, whoa, it's kind of like dream, like a dreamlike state. And uh, this is like a very this move, this whole movie is like a dream almost. This is a tough movie to watch in that state. I, I enjoyed it. Fair enough. And yeah, those are my three. What What about you? All right. Yeah. My well. Okay, so I'm gonna I, I'm gonna preface by saying my third best is actually my first worst, so it does flip over. Um, Mine is I've the do- same. I've done this before. Mine is the exact same. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I've just said my first one is that I I genuinely really like the fact that it was a different and you know quirky, interesting take on an Arthurian legend. It's not often we get this type of adaption where it's it it does move away from that you know hero almost cliche nowadays like it's it's interesting that they found this sort of i'm using the word quirky again this quirky little poem which i i didn't know about do you know anything about it? have you heard of it before uh no i hadn't yeah and, um, I, and I really like that i think it's uh, and it builds an interesting world when you see king arthur it's not the arthur that we're sort of rammed down our throats he's not this sort of um big all-conquering hero he's like a wispy old man and i found that real interesting my yep. yeah my second one was and we've talked about this a little bit already is that the low budget i thought it made some really interesting choices it had that sort of do you remember in the first or second season of game of thrones when Tyrion had just got away from the eerie and uh he went down to the battleground and he met his dad 
and his dad yeah, is like, yeah. you go and fight this battle. And they skip the fight, yeah. Yeah, in the book, they do this whole massive battle, but in the TV show, they didn't have the budget, so they knocked him out in the first scene, and the battle happened around him. I It had that kind of vibe to me. It was like the story is almost happening around Dev Patel in many respects. You just don't see it. And I and I really liked the creative choices that made for yeah totally and and my my third and first worst is uh, I I like and disliked that it almost left everything up to your own interpretation I found it I found it equally interesting and equally really frustrating frustrating no I have the same as my first <laughs> okay okay so my first one I, I didn't like I was the same way I I think at the same time like well I love the vagueness and dreamlike state of the movie. Yeah. At the same time, I think being too, I said this earlier, ambiguous can hurt a, hurt a film because you're not really saying anything. Well, yeah, you know? exactly. You're not really having a take. It's like you're sitting on the sideline like, oh, cool, have all this crazy stuff. Like, now now watch it and tell me what you think. And it's like, no, like you should, you should have a, a strong take, I think, as a director sometimes. And, and you can counter that with a with a juxtaposed yeah. take that's also just as strong and have them and then give that to the viewer. I don't think this really does that. I think it's Agreed. a layer down and it's just really, really ambiguous. Agreed. Which was fun to watch on a X, but I don't know if yeah. it was like potent, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. We'll, we'll keep talking about that. Go on. What's your next one? Yeah. I just wish that. So there's that part that's like more overarching. And then my next one is kind of similar. It's just like, I wish there was more structure. Yeah. Okay. To certain parts. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, like the, like you could have had the plot, have a little bit more structure, have a little bit more um, things that I didn't have to question. Right. Uh, and it, it might've helped the pacing and it might've helped me like enjoy characters beyond just Deb Patel. Cause he's the only one that really felt like had a, had any kind of arc. Okay. Um, everyone else was kind of like a foil to him. Like in his, they were living in his world kind of thing. Um, and my third, like, you know, I like the ending. Yeah. But, I don't love it. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about so, that. That's probably the first yeah. thing we'll talk about when we hit spoilers. But yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm with you on that. Because that, that is a, a pretty big a pretty big point. And it's one that I, yeah. I think we could do with talking a fair bit about. But So my three were, like I mentioned, uh, it was ambiguous. Yeah. The second one was, I, f- I felt like it lacked any real character progression throughout. Like, And obviously, we're going to talk about that ending in a moment. But it, like I keep saying the word frustrating and that's what it was to me, this movie, like the whole time I was sat there like, I, I don't, you're not really supposed to like the main characters. They're not really the hero or heroes of the piece. There's no one you root for in this film. When you think you're going to start rooting for Dev Patel's character, he does something and you're like, oh no, you're an asshole again. Uh, so that, that lack of like real progression annoyed me. And then my third one was, and I, I think where you where you saw ethereal and you saw like, you know, like uh, ex, I don't know whatever your Xanax state was telling you. I, I just found it kind of boring at times. I really did, and that's it's not a great thing to come out of. It. Like genuinely, like I really liked this movie. I thought it was fantastic, but I, there were times when I was like, you could cut this whole scene, and I wouldn't change my experience of the movie, or it would probably well, improve that's, it. That's, I think that's part of the the problem with not saying anything. Right, yes. making the movie all Agreed. this like fluffy ambiguousness is like Agreed. well does anything really mean anything then like, 100%. 100%. you know does anything really have subs like there's a couple pivotal moments right i'd say like the first sequence yeah wow well, like, no the, i feel the like the beginning the being the the being in the end were 
all that had any weight and the the, the rest could have been and it could have been anything all right super quickly then better or worse than aquaman 2018 better okay uh you don't unfortunately agree. i'm just gonna have to say i i yeah it didn't no nah, not for me okay uh, no i can understand that it's fair. I, I, I said it tried to subvert some tropes but was ultimately lacking in direction at least Aquaman has a direction. He's going towards the water. <laughs> He's, He's finding the fish. The fish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no unfortunately. I, I that. Like, I, th- like, I'd watch it again, but it would... Y- I'd probably need that Xanax you out. <laughs> I think watching it again, like... You would enjoy it for different reasons, because you know how it ends, and you're not, like, kind of trying to wonder yeah, what's probably. going on. You kind of know probably. what this movie's about now. But yeah. I, again, I don't think like when you watch like Inception or these other ambiguous ending movies, like you get more out of the plot the second time. Yes. There isn't enough agreed. plot to get enough agreed. to get more out of it. Right. Completely agreed. All right. Yeah. So speaking of that ending, spoiler, spoiler warning. This is when we talk spoilers for The Green Knight. Um, so you want to try this? Talk, cause talk me through the ending. Talk me through it. I, I don't think I even can. Like, I think you're going to have to do this one. Like, basically, you see... Look, I've watched video see, essays on this since we since I watched the film, and I feel like I still am not one hundred percent sure on what happened in this. Like, so, so essentially, it comes to a head, you know, pun intended, with like a dual <laughs> ending. Yeah. So, it, it, the the first one you see is he meets the Green Knight, right? He gets to his destination. Yeah. He gets to the end of his his journey, his hero journey, his and trek. Um, yeah, like, the first the first ending is that he yeah his his, his cute little walk. He said like six days. <laughs> like, <laughs> come on, bro. Maybe want to go to England and Scotland. To be honest, it looks very nice. Yeah. The, the well, moors. anyway. Yeah, well, the first ending is that he um, essentially runs away from his destiny, and he yep. sees his life play out, and it's a sad, cold, gray, depressing life, and he gets to the end of it, and at the very beginning, his mother's given him this sash thing. That when he wears it, mm-hmm. he can't es- he can't be hurt basically, and that's yeah. how he escapes the Green Knight. And then at the very end, when he realizes that his you know life is cr- crumbling around him, his castle's been ta- his city's been taken, his castle's been taken, uh, he's about to be uh, dethroned as king. He takes the sash off and proves that he never really escaped the the head chopping because his head just immediately rolls off. It's really yeah. really random yeah. to watch. But I, I, it's, I but it's I pretty think, like it was it was a crazy image. I think it's trying to say that he never really escaped his fate. It was always hanging over him. He was just sort yeah. of no, it's he, true. he was just one step ahead of it. Um and the other one is it then flashes back to that moment where he is in front of the green knight. And he keeps his word. He takes his sash, his lovely little sash. He takes his sash off and the Green Knight lops his head off. Yep. Or and he says something to him, doesn't did he? Did he? Or did he? My, my opinion is of that ending, the Green Knight turns around and says, now off with your head and kind of gives him a wink and a nudge. My thought on that ending is that he doesn't actually cut Gawain's head off. What happens is he passes the trial I think it's, I mean, let's talk about this in a moment. I think it's his mother's trial. I think his mom is trying to make him grow up, like you said, in the first place. He passes the trial. He has learned to not be so self-centered and to think about, you know, his his actions have meaning and are going to affect other people around him. So I think he's learned his lesson. So I think he gets away with it, but it's left ambiguous enough that maybe he still gets his head cut off. Yeah, like, and not ambiguous in a way that, like, makes me wonder how it's related to the character. 
to be honest. Yeah. Like it's yeah. just like, you know, but but that was a good summary because I saw half the ending recently, like two days ago when I watched, they streamed it and I just skipped yeah. to the part that I didn't finish on the plane and yeah. half of like in that crazy state on oh, the plane. Yeah. So I was like, nice. I don't even remember which part is which. <laughs> like it's all, <laughs> it's all blending together. Brilliant. Um, but I think you did do a good summary there. Look, I... I thought the ending was weird because like so much of the the part about like the green sash and saving him also ties to like that last trial where he gets it and there was, the, they made like a deal where he would feed him, he'd go hunt and, you know, and the Lord says it'll give him like a, oh, yeah. a cut of his meal for, but if he finds a gift during his time there, he will this, give it to him. This was Joel Edgerton's character. Yeah. Is it, am I? Am I making that up? We'll talk about that whole bit in a minute. That's a whole weird fucking scene. But I guess like that, like that didn't really, was that supposed to tell, like, was he supposed to be like giving that gift to him and he didn't and he lied? No, and he... no that was a completely different thing. I think the gift, so the gift that he got when he was in the, the Lord and Lady's castle was yeah. that he basically got pleasured by the lady. He got what he wanted in the yes. end. He was seduced by her. So I think the Lord wanted to be seduced and pleasured by Gawain. I think it was a tip for tat <laughs> thing. I, that's what I think it was. Like, I mean, he leans in and like kisses him or whatever. I don't think it's anything to do with physical things. I think it's like the emotional. Well, I thought it was implied that like he said that that was the gift, but like he basically was lying. Like he knew the real gift was the sash. Maybe mm, I don't know. I actually don't know. I yeah. think that's. I, I think that's going too far. I didn't even think he knew about the sash. sash. But okay. just really quickly before we move on to that scene, there's some interesting tidbits from like the poem and all that stuff. And I did like a tiny bit of research to understand, to just try and understand a bit of this fucking movie. <laughs> but um, the G Gawain's mother is a character from that poem called Morgan Le Fay, who is, you know, it, different interpretations. Is sometimes, um, it's, it's sometimes Arthur's... Uh, nemesis stepsister yeah. or something i can't 100% remember but basically what's interesting is that scene at the beginning when she had the, the 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 thing blinding her eyes and they were doing the spell she was creating the green knight and yeah. my question to you is um, the point of it is to purge purge the court of anyone who do, who lacks virtue essentially right get rid of the moral corruptness but my question to you is do you think that in that scenario where the Green Knight rocks up, uh, the point of this is to you know get rid of anyone who's morally corrupt? Do you think Gawain, 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 how we say his name? Do you think he was the intended target of the Green Knight? Do you think he was a pawn? Like, what do you think it is? I think it's a test for him alone. Well, isn't there like there's like a cut where when the Green Knight comes in and they they obviously chose a feeble King Arthur for a reason. Yeah. Right. So maybe it's, it could be implied that like, you know, she's, cause a lot of the old story, she's estranged from him. Right. Okay. Uh, King Arthur. So it's like, it, it could be implied that it was targeted for the King. And there's a cut where he's like, when no one's going to say anything, his hand kind of feebly goes for his sword and you're like, oh, this, mm. he's going to be dead and he's got to do it. And maybe this was like, you know, a targeted, almost like assassination kind of style. Yeah, thing, sure. Cause they knew that no one would do it. And so that part makes me think, yes, but then the whole thing with the failure to launch plot line makes me think, oh, you know, is it that? And those, those two kind of ideas are kind of in conflict. They can't really, it's, yeah. it's got to be one or the other. So I don't really know. 
No, I mean, I mean, it could not be. It could be a case of that the whole point was it was supposed to rid the court of Arthur and you know Guinevere, but he got he, he uh, Gawain basically took the bullet for them, which I I mean I think that would make for an interesting storytelling angle to it. And then essentially she has put her own son Morgan the Fay. She's never named in this, but she has put her own son in harm's way almost by accident. It's almost like collateral damage. She doesn't seem to give a shit, and it's like. I think that'll give it a, a really interesting angle, but like that's never built upon. You you don't see those characters really again in the movie. There's, well, that's there's... my point. Like if if they made it all about her and her desire to kill the king, it's like, well, wouldn't you think that they'd flesh those characters out more? Treason! It's treason. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going a bit delirious over here. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think they keep it vague there just because they want to appease like the people that like that poem and there's a bunch yeah. of different interpretations of the poem yeah. so they're like oh yeah of this, course yeah. Yeah. yeah and i mean i yeah like i mean from what i could read you know the the poem itself is sort of like a chivalrous rom uh, sorry a chivalric romance almost and the point sort yeah. of like it's kind of about emphasizing knightly qualities and heroism and shit but like none of that comes out in this this is all about like a dumb frustrating child who can't seem to yeah. get off his you know get off his ass and do anything but i mean maybe yeah. that's that's the choices that were made for this film maybe it was supposed to, su supposed to reflect society in a way you know like yeah man it, totally most of the like most of the movies i've been watching have really weird endings like oh i totally forgot to say i actually saw house of gucci in theaters this like on oh Monday. really so that's Isn't one of good? the ones that i should have said in the beginning of the, the episode oh look i quite enjoyed it uh it's getting mixed reviews but the ending is so like random and funny talk, talk, talk to me about it. uh jared leto super quickly is he in it who's it? yeah he's the jared he's leto the, he's the main guy the he's he's gucci the granddad no, or whatever that... the dad or the granddad or whatever he is just in loads of makeup no yeah yeah yeah. that's jared leto granddad no there's al pacino like the old dude with like the bald balding guy Look, we're getting way off topic here. Let's talk about this another time. One scene we've talked about a lot is the mushroom trip scene. Uh, and we haven't really called it that, but it is. The, essentially, what happens is there's a bit when Gawain is stumbling through the forest. Uh, he is hungry. He's cold. It's been about a fucking day, so I don't know how he's that hungry. And he manages to find a mushroom, and he just chows down on that motherfucker he's like nom 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 yeah. nom 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 give me all this mushroom and then he stumbles out of whatever cave is him and there's like a a, a thing that pans across the screen being like intermission and he's having like yeah. a mushroom trip and there's all yeah. these giants and stuff and that that throws up an interesting sort of character say character and point around what do you what do you think the fox's significance was like what the what was that the the, the fox yeah i don't know I Dude. think that was just a really cool scene. I, that was like, I, I, when I saw that part of the movie, I was in a state of just like, okay, I'm going to ride with you, Dev. I wasn't analyzing <laughs> it. I wasn't analyzing But I remember that when he, he eats the mushroom and he trips scene. and he sees the giant. No, it was, uh, I, I just took it as a cool scene. There's I, I probably th a I lot think of analysis for it. I think it's it, supposed but... to be a test. Like he's, like he's yeah. trying to take the easy way out and go the quick way by walking on a giant shoulder. But the, I read a thing that was saying the fox in the tale is often a reflection of himself. So he's, in a way, stopping himself, letting himself take the easy way, and he has to go the hard way by not jumping yeah. on the giant shoulder. It, it's just a fun scene, man. Like, I like the fact that he just chucks in this weird, trippy, like... 
as if he I mean, needed to by the way there was as if it needed to be trippier more, more than it was <laughs> yeah. like fuck man come yeah. on help me out here <laughs> but we've talked yeah. a lot about the scene where where he goes to the castle and it's got the lord and lady you know it's got joel edgerton it, it's got uh, alicia vikander 2.0 like i thought that whole scene sort of without being sort of rude like i i liked what it did for the movie i thought it made a lot of sense but i thought it kind of derailed the movie a lot it was like really oh, yeah i was here, like you're here with a couple of days to spare like why don't you just chill the fuck out and do nothing for a few days dev lost all of his agency he didn't really say anything he just kind of agreed with stuff um and he let everyone just talk at him for like the 30 minutes i was like what why is this here I think he was like really, I think the point was he was like really, really like anxious about, thought he was about to get there. And then it's like, nope, you have one more thing. And it was kind of like he was in a state of like, you know, pent up anxiety kind of being right. released. And uh, and they then they kind of give it him a moment to like analyze, okay, like before you're about to die, like what is death? What do you, what does all this mean? Like why yeah. are like... I, I kind of liked that scene. Maybe it's because I like the actors. Um, I think it was just too just long is what sequence. I think I'm trying to say. Like, it didn't need yeah. to be half an hour. I think they could have, you know, made it more focused. And I think that's one thing yeah. that we've mentioned a few times. Yeah, that's fair. In a roundabout way. Um, look, yeah. I've got one more, one more note in my spoilers. And then, you know, if you've got anything else, great. My last one was just... Um, and. Looking back, actually, I think I've been really harsh with this note, and I'm probably going to redact it afterwards, but I just think it's funny to tell you the state of mind I was in when I was writing my notes about this movie. I just said, I can't tell if the movie did Gawain dirty with the writing or it's supposed to be totally ambiguous as if he was making any personal development at all. I feel like maybe I was a bit harsh. <laughs> like, I, I don't know what he learned through all this. Well, I think he, I think he learned at the end. Like the, end the ending is him learning to accept his actions have responsibility he has responsibilities and his actions you know matter but like what did he actually do to learn that i guess he learned that he could lose his head if he doesn't start pulling it out of his ass <laughs> that, that should be the tagline for the movie <laughs> i don't know man <laughs> I, I just think it's like there's not a lot of character stuff for how like it's just there's a lot of just like nonsense yeah, like, I, and I I'm like, okay, this doesn't really apply to him and his choices. This is just like really weird shit happening to him. But I liked the weird shit. Completely agree. Completely agree. Yeah, like, it's like, I liked the weird shit. And by the way, to get back off topic, I now know who you're talking about, and I cannot believe that's Jared Leto. Crazy, right? And I have mixed feelings about the character. Yeah, some parts are really um, funny. Some parts are just way too over the top. Yeah. yeah, apparently he sounds like he's trying to do a Mario impression the whole way through. Look, let's yes, uh, yes, it does. let's it does. yeah let's let's finish this super fast. Do you want some uh, true or false trivia before we wrap up? Do I? Ah, oh, do this I? My, this is this this is one of my favorite parts of the show. So, in the film, the Green Knight arrives on Christmas Day. In the original poem, he actually arrives at Easter. Yeah. True or false? Why the change? Uh, I think this is actually true. It's actually false. In the no, 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 it's poem, New Year's Eve. He arrived on New Year's Eve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you knew it. I you knew it. I'll give you it. It's fine. You knew it. Um, but uh, like, I, I don't see any... I mean, it doesn't change anything. I think Christmas is just... <laughs> What's the difference? Who cares? All right, here we go. So this... I actually really like this one. So for the scene where the Green Knight meets uh, the knights at the round table, he was supposed to be on a horse. However, the horse provided little in the way of acting chops. So actor Ralph... Innocent spent most of the time being wheeled around on horse dolly. 
<laughs> True or false? Did did the horse play did the horse play ball, yes or no? Yes. This is false. No, it's true. He was on the dolly the whole time. Uh this apparently happened because the mayor was in heat. <laughs> so Gross. uh so Ralph was a real life man. apparent excellent rider, uh just couldn't handle it. <laughs> like yeah. this, this fucking steed was all over the place. final one. In most this steed. Yeah, in most tellings of the Sir Gawain uh, and the Green Knight story, eventually Joel Edgerton's character, the Lord, is revealed to be the human form of the Green Knight. Is this true or false? That is true. It is true. However, in the yeah. movie, it was obviously left pretty vague. And in fact, I don't think they had any connection in this. I don't remember that part well enough to say. I think that, like, there is something that's hinted, but um, I don't know. Yeah, I couldn't. I was reading that in a review. I didn't catch it myself. So are you rewatching this movie, yes or no? I would rewatch this movie. You mainly because I saw it in such a weird state and then like finished it in a different state. Like I would kind of want to watch it in a universal sitting, you know? Yeah, right. Um, okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah I like that. It, yeah. Well, well, thank yeah. you everyone for sticking with it. We do really appreciate it as always. That was always less meandering. I mean, it was less meandering than this fucking movie was. <laughs> That's for sure. We always, we always appreciate, uh, you know, talking about this stuff and the listeners and... I appreciate Tommy's takes for sure, um, even when they're just completely wrong. I, sp- I, I like I like it when we disagree. Yeah, <laughs> I like it when <laughs> we disagree. It's way. great, especially on the Aquaman thing. We agree, and it's like, well, I guess what else there's there to talk about? Well, that's you're, not fun. You're right, you're right dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, just so, just yeah. patting each other on the back. No, you're right. <laughs> I quite enjoyed uh, this movie, but it was a bit. Uh, trying at times for sure so yeah, um, yeah i'm excited to do something a little bit different if you're going to watch this movie come into it without watching the trailer because it gives it a complete it's completely different it is true i wonder why they did that is that just for like a marketing appeal i get yeah i mean it got me to watch it so yeah so it worked i'm yeah. clearly that demographic who's stupid enough to watch that trailer and think the movie's <laughs> gonna be the same look we've got a little bit of correspondence if you don't mind me moving on oh yeah first and foremost want to direct you to a message from our i mentioned at the top our awesome social media guy lucky thank you for the message lucky he said listening to last week's pod love the content as always thank you very much but he was left with an unanswered question and it wasn't actually about the movies we talked about it wasn't about any of the news it was actually about he wanted to know more about the story of you almost getting punched on New Year's Eve. <laughs> can oh, you God. can you give us the PG version? <laughs> oh man, just m- caught in the middle of drunk people. That's like the PG version. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Now there's like a, ne- it a was almost getting punched. That. You didn't actually get punched though, did you? No, I did get punched in the face. Oh, you did? I did. Yeah, directly to the face. I sent you a picture. It was. Oh, I mean, course. the guy got a got a lick in. And it like it got me square in the face, and I was like, "Ow, that like hurt a bit, but not that bad." And then I like de-escalated the fight. Like it wasn't like I got knocked around. Like I just this got a little is way bit outside of, of our geeky atmosphere. I'm surprised yeah. you. Uh, no, I'm surprised you got brought into this. I would. I was to you know the French man. They have strong emotions, and I've got a crew of French amigos. And I don't I know one thing do. led to another. Two. They were in an argument, and I had to get in between some people. And when you get in between to de-escalate, sometimes you you get. Uh, so your collateral damage, and that was that was what happened. Well, but, uh, I'll I'll uh, I'll step away. I've I've 
been punched once in my entire life, and I've never been in a proper fight, I don't believe, but that's a different story for a different time. Next bit of correspondence super quickly. <laughs> uh, friend of the show, Matt Messaging. Matt, we, we love memes. We love memes. We love dumb stuff. If anyone has any memes you want to send, please send them our way. We, we absolutely love them. I've just sent it to you. It's sort of a meme, this one, but it's one of these, you can only keep three. So your choices are Avatar Last Airbender, Lord of the Rings, Marvel, Zelda, DC Comics, The Hunger Games, Gossip Girl, The Walking Dead, Disney, The Hobbit, Dragon Ball Z, Supernatural, Doctor Disney. Who, Harry Potter, Percy Jackson, Star Wars, Friends, Game of Thrones, Sherlock, and Star Trek. So it's a big old list of various things. And you can only keep three. The rest will be scrubbed from reality. What is Zombie Outbreak? The Walking Dead. Oh, sorry, I didn't even see that. It has a yeah. title um, name, but yeah, yeah. Which yeah, which do sorry. you which do you keep and which do you lose? I, I've got to guess. There's a lot of like obvious ones that I would cut. Oh really? Well you just yeah, tell like, me the ones you keep. Do... Um It's tough though, because you've got to say as well, like Marvel's owned by Disney now, right? Or is yeah, I was gonna say, but studio? like they, they obviously want you to choose one. Uh, so man, that's I mean, I don't give a shit about any of the Disney stuff. So. <laughs> so Star Wars, so like you could just go Disney and get three of those. Um, yeah. All right, so we're gonna. I, break I'm not gonna up. cheat like that though. I'm gonna say Harry Potter for sure. Oh shit! Because I'm I'm assuming this counts like for the books. <clears throat> yep. 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 As well. Um, I'm debating between Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah, I well, think I have to tough. go Game of Thrones. I okay. think I have to go Game of Thrones, but Lord of the Rings like inspired Game of Thrones, so I I totally acknowledge that. And uh, yeah, but you do love Thrones. And then for my third, I'm gonna put Friends. I missed Zelda, by the way. Zelda's on there too. That's pretty good. Oh, you yeah, know Friends? On that. Yeah. Hectic. Big Friends fan. I'm a big Friends fan, but I wouldn't I wouldn't take it over some of these. I don't think. That's a tough one, man. Um, I'm gonna yeah. go with some. I think you're gonna be a little surprised by at least one of mine. I agree with you on the Harry Potter thing. Um, completely agree that, you know, like it's got uh, references to a lot of other things. It was inspired by a lot of different book series, etc. But I was pretty uh, pretty big to me growing up. So Harry Potter is one of them. The other one is obviously going to be Marvel. It has to be. Um, I can't skip over that. And my third one, I think, is Dragon Ball Z. That's so random. I watched a lot, watched a lot of that growing up. It was one of those shows that sort of... I don't know. It was for for me. It was kind of like a transformative show where it was like I was at the end of watching dumb kid cartoons, and I was moving into wanting to watch something just a little bit less silly and you know kiddie. And that was the thing yeah. that came along. And I, I watched that for years, man. If you could tag that out for Power Rangers, it would probably be the same thing. But <laughs> no, it's I just, just yeah, Dragon Ball Z. I hear you, but like Dragon Ball Z hasn't had much for me in years. Yeah, Whereas like enough. Harry Potter was the same thing as a kid, and then it, it's added value over time. Fair enough. Uh, same with Friends. So that's the way I thought about it. But look, this is well, a very impossible choice, and I'm glad it's not real. We would love to know what you guys think about this. We will post this on our Instagram, uh, and we will uh, at Podcast Assemble. And uh, we'd love to know which ones you would get rid of. Which would you keep? Would some of you like to keep Disney over Marvel? Let us know. We'd love to hear it. Gossip Girl over Game of Thrones. <laughs> Send us a meme, man. Send us memes. Uh, we we love memes over here. Yeah, we love memes. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all for sticking with it. Uh, thanks as always to to our social media guy, Lockie. Thanks to you, DL. Thank you, Tommy. Thanks, everyone. Uh, tally ho.
good luck and good night. <laughs> you stay classy, San Diego. Yeah, good morning for me. <laughs>